welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have a convention promoter. Uh, you look like you have a comic book store that you work at on your own. Uh, so, I do not a have man a comic after book my own heart, uh, <laughs> being a comic book store owner and a convention promoter myself, uh, Richard Yule. Um, tell us about yourself, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Paul, for having me on. Um, I do not own a comic book store, but my room outside of these doors, probably it looks like a messy comic book store. Um, also, my movie collection has taken over. Yeah. So uh, that's a little bit about me. But I mean, the the uh, the gist of me is I'm a podcaster by trade. I mean, I podcasted for over a decade and i've done numerous things right now we do night of the nerdy laser and it's a horror podcast um uh, i used to, i go by the name nerdy laser online and and we i used to have the nerdy laser podcast but then when we changed it to horror i just kept the nerdy laser and called it night of the nerdy laser after one of the greatest horror movies ever uh so that's kind of where I was, but then a couple of years ago, um, another podcasting friend of mine, Corey, and then Matt, who was my co-host at the time, uh, we put together this, like, uh, we, Matt got a hold of Felissa Rose's agent, and we worked out a deal. Uh, we knew, we know, we're friends with a, uh, like a bar pub event place down the street and uh so we put on this one night event with felissa we just called it an evening with felissa rose we sold it out at like 85 tickets um it was a big success uh, everybody loved it and uh I, we wanted to do it again but it's very hard to uh get people you know to do like a one evening type thing and so I, before I knew it, I was just planning a convention. So <laughs> the other two guys just uh, hung with me and uh, we, we put on FrankenCon uh, last year, May 14th. And it was a big success uh, for our small town. Uh, we're right outside of Knoxville, but it's at the, the Knoxville airport. But technically we're in a kind of, well, it's not that small of a town, but you know, um, and uh, yeah, we put it on there, and I mean, it was a big, big success. Like people loved it. We had like forty vendors, I think. Uh, we had a, uh, we had uh, Joe Bob and Darcy from, of course, Shutter's Last Drive-In, and uh, we had uh, Mike, uh, Mark Patton, Kim Chang, Kim Myers. Man, I am failing all around. Uh, Mark Patton, Kim Kim Myers, and Jack Shoulder from Nightmare Two. Uh, we also had Brian Bremer from Pumpkinhead, uh, Mick Strawn uh, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, and Nightmare. Uh, I always get this wrong. Three, I think, maybe four. He worked on both, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we had John Dugan too. Um, we, we had a film fest and we did all sorts of stuff and, uh, it was just a really, really cool, cool thing. We had a lot of people, um, that showed interest, had a lot of good feedback and just decided to do it again this year. And for a sequel, we just called it Bride of Frankencon. Well, I, I gotta so. give you all kinds of props. Um, I <laughs> doing, doing the, the convention stuff myself, I, 
I just do it one day and just basically going from one thing to a two day and, and booking all those people is a huge jump. People don't realize how much, cause you got to tie up a ton of money and just booking those people. And you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I mean, the venue, you know, between the venue and air flights, uh, you know, air, airplane tickets and hotel, the hotel, just hotel rooms for that many people is, is for that many days, you know, I mean, you got to get three days and it's not just the celebrities. It's us. It's, it's uh, some volunteer stuff, people that helped us. It's, you know, I mean, we, you know, so it, the hotel bill is probably actually one of the bigger bills that we have, which is crazy to think of. But yeah, going from one, I mean, part of me wish, I mean, you kind of have to do what we do specifically with celebrities and stuff. You have to be at least two days because yeah. it, it can be tough to talk celebrities into doing one day, especially if you're running the summer and there's a three day convention or a two day convention. Well, you're automatically going to lose out. Mm-hmm. so which is which makes sense you know so we're doing the two days this year and then more than likely a third year will probably happen and we'll go to three um if that happens so um you know we'll see uh we went from about 11 guests to like 21 i think this year yeah you got a bunch i've seen the run yeah we have, pretty good. we have a lot yeah, yeah. We had Joe, Bob, and Darcy, and unfortunately, they had to back out a few months ago. And that, that you know, that's just one of the things you have to pivot when stuff like that happens, especially when you, you know, when you book guests and, you know, people are excited to meet them and, and see them and stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, there's nothing really anybody can do, not even yeah. a celebrity sometimes. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just kind of part of it. Yeah, I um, I know it's, it's um, I just did. I went to horror hound a few weeks ago and mm. I know that they had issues because like, you know, of course you got filming because people are going to take a movie, filming a movie over oh, yeah. convention every time. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it just comes down to that, that you, they, something comes up and it's just how things work. You just can't get away from it. Yeah. Last year we were fortunate where we lost some people, but it was like in October of the year before. So Mm -hmm. we, we were able to pivot kind of, and uh, we didn't lose anybody last year on the day of, or even that that spanning months of. Um, So that was, I considered that kind of lucky and that, that probably wouldn't happen this year, but we'll see, you know, you just never know. It's one of those things you, I mean, and you know, I'm, in doing a con or a, a show or anything, you meet all kinds of people, you know, that do shows and stuff like that. And so we know this other con and last year they had a horrible time with, uh, with flights that got canceled the day before. And so they were canceled and then they couldn't get them rebooked. And it just happens, you know, you can't, I mean, uh, most of them, I think, made it in, but if people only went on one day, then they get mad, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there's really, I mean, in the end, there's nothing that we can do about it. I mean, stuff happens sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. My dogs are getting excited. Sorry. And my wife just walked in. (laughs) Um, No, it's, 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 I, I have friends that are promoters and stuff like that, and it can be, you know, 
my friend puts on one of the bigger conventions around my area for comic books. And literally he had Rob Liefeld drop out like three days before the convention. Uh... And he, you know, he gave him his deposit money and a whole nine yards. It took forever for him to recoup that money because it took forever for him to, for their people to refund him the money for that. And I couldn't, and then I've used to do Pittsburgh Comic-Con and I remember going there all the, you know, of course, you know, I was one of the comic book guys. I had to drag all my books to get signed and stuff like that. And you get all the way over there and then they have a list. They didn't even post it on their website. You you went up oh. and they had a, a, a um, dry erase board and it had all these names of couldn't make it, couldn't make it, couldn't make it. Jeez. You're just like, oh man. So I dragged all this shit. <laughs> yeah, we try to be, you know, I mean, you know, at some point more than likely something could have happened where, you know, but we... We, we kind of are, our way of looking at it is we try to be as upfront as possible with people, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody was to cut out the day before the show, I mean, you know, we've talked about it and we would likely tell people before, but I know shows, some shows that don't, and you won't even know until after you get in. Yep. And it seems shady, but I mean... It's just a business. Yeah, <laughs> and, because they, and... they figure that they're going to lose those people coming. And if they don't, people will be like, ah, okay. Like like I said, we did Horror Hound. Um, friends of ours prepaid for tickets for um, the the Karate Kid, two of the Karate Kid people, and oh, yeah. uh, um, um, Ken Kurtzinger, the Jason from Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, yeah. So they're like last minute. Well, the 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 Karate Kid people they just went ahead and said, "Well, we can give you Bruce Campbell instead. You can get a photo op of Bruce Campbell." So they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll get a photo op of Bruce Campbell." Well, the Ken Kurtzinger stuff, they were like, "Okay, well, we have the stunt man from Freddy versus Jason. He'll wear the costume and be there." And I'm just like, "Well, I didn't pay for it, but I'd be kind of upset if I went from Ken Kurtzinger to." random stunt man <laughs> yeah i mean I, you know i think as a as a showrunner you know you 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 try your best to, mm -hmm. to figure it out and try to make you know we we didn't have a perfect show last year i don't we won't probably have a perfect show this year i don't think the perfect show will. exists you can't make ever <laughs> everybody happy you know you know we had a photography incident last year and and it was kind of bad and we we tried to fix it and actually ended up making it worse um, and so sometimes that happens, like you try so hard to make people happy that you can actually do a detriment to it. And that, cause that's what happened last year. Like we, we just tried and tried to fix it and just made it worse and made people even more mad. So, you know, it's just, I, you know, I, I love, I love going to conventions. So I want people to be happy at our convention. So we try really hard to do that. Yep. And uh, we have a good success rate from last year and we make people, I mean, I think, you know, we give people opportunities and we try to, that we would like to have and that they possibly can't get somewhere else. Yeah. And, th and that's one of the nice ones because you do have the, as I call them, professional con guests that are at every convention and yep. you go and you're like, oh, he's here. Oh, he's there. He's at every one of them. And you're like, ah, I'll get him eventually. And you don't want that. You don't want the guy that everybody just kind of writes off. You want the ones that, okay, hey, man, that guy's, 
Does he do conventions? You know, <laughs> I think it's a balance. You know, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's a balance. I mean, we have, you know, I mean, this year we have, I mean, off the top of my head, Felissa Rose uh, and uh, CJ Graham, uh, Tom Matthews, and, and they do conventions. I know Felissa and CJ for sure. You know, they do a lot of conventions, but I mean, it doesn't mean that there are any less you know, less oh, yeah. uh, worthy of being there. It's just, you have to find this, uh, this balance of, of, of having them there so that people that have never met them, uh, can meet them. And then having, you know, other people there too, that maybe that haven't done conventions before or haven't done them in a long time or, Oh yeah, definitely. Or whatnot. Oh yeah. And, and even if you get like, you're getting the guys from Basket Case. You're getting the guys from Frankenhooker and stuff like that. That's great. I mean, of, ironically enough, my son has become a big fan of the Basket Case. I mean, mind he's 23 now, but he he's, yeah. he's discovered those recently. Oh, that's and, good. And he's he's like going back and he's like studying all this stuff and whatnot. He's like, man, he goes, you know, the dream sequence where he runs down the street and the, and I was like. Yeah, it was all film gorilla style. So he's literally running naked through the street. <laughs> and, and my son is like, man, he goes, I love it. I was like, well, I was like, well, the, the plan is, is that we're hoping to get down there. But, you know, it's June. It's coming up soon for us. Sure. And um, literally our convention is the week before yours. Um, so, my, so it's like, okay, so I got, I'm, I'm like focused on, super hyper-focused on mine right now. Yeah. And your yours is like, I'm not gonna say step down, but I'm like, yours, mine's here, and I'm like, hopefully I'll make it to yours. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you can. Uh, I mean, Frank. So we got Frank Henenlotter who directed Basket Case. We yep. got uh, Kevin Van Hentenrecht who who uh, starred as Dwayne in Basket Case, and then we have Patty Mullen who is Frankenhooker, which Frank also directed. So Frank's never done a, an event in Tennessee, and he hasn't done event an event since before covid so he hasn't done an event in about four or five years from what his agent told me nice. so you know we're really we're really proud of that that addition and that kind of sparked because of the joe bob thing you know it freed up some space and uh, we already had patty at that time and i was like i mean we're me and the guys are all big basket case fans and hen and water fans and stuff um uh, yeah, if I could get, you know, everybody from those movies, I, I would have this year. But, um, you know, that's the other thing is like sometimes you have people reach out to you and they want to be a part of it. And it's like you eventually have to tell people no, like, and that sucks. Like <laughs> you're oh, yeah. telling these like celebrities no. And it's like, <laughs> well, I, I totally understand that. I mean, I'm a little one day show on a Sunday in a little. I mean, my, my town's 26,000 people, I think. Um, and we're running it. We used to have a, uh, uh, an armory, which was nice. And then we had to move that because the armory said no more. Um, and then we moved it to another place. And then we moved it to another place. And was, we kind of lost people. And then COVID hit. And then the, the local mall is a mall. So it's kind of mostly empty now. So we yeah. went there. And um, we were able to get a storefront. So we were using the old Elder Beerman's building. So we had this big, nice mm -hmm. open space. Uh, then they took that away from us. So then we were in the hallway Jeez. and now, and now we booked it and then it sold. So Ugh. we are 
still guaranteed a spot, but have no clue where we're going to be. Um, we have nowhere. They're gonna be like tearing. You're gonna. They're gonna have like bulldozers (laughs) tearing. They're cutting them all in half now because they're Um, gonna cut it in half and then redo one half of the mall that's not used. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys are killing me. And then I got people reaching out to me, and they're like, like you know, like you said, celebrities, and they're like, oh, we'd be interested in doing your show. We're gonna be in that area, and I'm like. I, I got a couple that are local. They're 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 within like forty minutes living there, and I'm like that I would work with, no problem. Yeah, but I don't want to bring people in and and have it being all crappy like I'm doing now because hopefully our next one will be two days at a new location, or if the mall has got their shit together. Yeah, stay at the mall. And because it's nice because it is legitimately right off the interstate. Like you you can see the mall from the interstate, so it works great. That's nice. Yeah, but the other location is clear across town. And so we're like, mm-hmm. oh. and everybody's like, well, you can move it to Dayton or something. But I don't want it to move it to Dayton. It's in my town. Yeah. I want to bring stuff like no. this to my hometown. Now I'm right there with you, buddy. Trust me. And, you know, the fact that you guys are doing that is awesome. The fact that you took something that you were able to do with Felissa Rose in your town and grow it in just a very short amount of time is amazing and i i got all the props in the world you guys are killing it um and i seen footage from last year and my uh my buddy uh tony was down there with you guys uh tony covington hack oh yeah hack yeah, yeah. he oh, yeah. Hack's, hack's a part of us man he, he's a great guy he's he's a super cool dude he's coming up to us the week before yours and he's going to oh nice us. yeah so nice. he's gonna he's gonna hang out with us and, and for uh, for a weekend <laughs> awesome um, yeah, yeah, he'll be a bride. Uh, we have a horror host table, and we have a few local horror hosts that are going to be there. So um, that was really big. And uh, you know, we like to focus on the uh, kind of the grittier, grimier side of horror. You yep. know, kind of like Basket Case. You know, I mean, um, stuff that's just not uh, not talked about as much as the other stuff you know jason and freddie and michael get all the talk but you know some of this other stuff is awesome uh too so um and horror hosts are like that's a big part of horror culture you know so um having hack there is important and uh we have eulogy morton and uh just a a few others that are going to be there yeah i get um my goal is uh, I would love to have Spengoli on there one day, but that'd be nice. He, he's tough, I think. I think he's tough to get. He's busy. I mean, he's a busy guy. <laughs> he pounds out a show every week. I... Yeah, and it, uh, even longer now. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I do my I, I kind of semi horror host. Uh, I host mm-hmm. cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, and uh, sci fi shows on a Friday night. Oh, that's um, awesome. And um, it, it's slowly growing. And actually, I'm, I, my my Saturday morning show is is blew blew way up more than I ever imagined. Um, but last year, I got invited to the Horror Host Hall of Fame as you know, just a guest. And I'm like, I'm not a horror host. And they're like, No, you're on. I was on the monster. I'm on the Monster Channel. So I was like, Oh, okay. They're like, You got to represent. I'm like, All right. So I, I go down there. I show up and. And uh, I'm like the only one. Everybody's in their gimmick and stuff like that. And there's this dude with a hat. And I'm like, my gimmick is legitimately hanging on the back of this chair, which is my bathrobe. 
<laughs> and uh, usually some sort of goofy T-shirt, you know, um, <laughs> random concert T-shirt or a, a cartoon or Star Wars T-shirt. And um, legitimately, this is bad. My my podcast, I shoot this way. My uh, other show, I shoot this way because this, <laughs> <laughs> this way is piled to the ceiling, floor to ceiling with toys and comics. Oh, and, really? And at That's the funny. end, I will turn the camera around. And I'll let you see this big pile. Of <laughs> well, you know, oh, did you, do you collect the Silverhawks Ultimate Sevens? Do I, see I the, the just got seven? Wave 2, and I'm still waiting for Wave 1 because it hasn't shipped yet. Well, I saw that on Big Bad. I, I really want the bluegrass and some of the... I don't want all of them. Well, I don't I either. some of them. This is the one. That's the one. Monstar. The uh, early dog. Yeah, Monstar is awesome, man. I got them. I got the... Um, I ended up with two steel wells because uh, one of them shipped. And I opened it. And one of the lasers, early dogs, uh, was broken. And I'm like, dude, this toy's too expensive. To have a broken yeah. piece. You're oh no! Piece. Are you right. good? That's that's why I record these and then edit them just in case. <laughs> uh, that's good. But uh, no, they got them. The, like I said, the steel wheel showed up and the laser was broke. So I told him, I was like, nope, send me another one. So I still got two steel wheels. And then um, uh, at my shop, I got the I get the power. The I got people who order the big Power Rangers, the big expensive ones. Oh. It had been opened, resealed, and then put in a box and shipped to me. And I looked, I called him up and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to fly. This is a $160 item. Jeez. No. You owe me a new one or I want credit. Yeah, so, no kidding. Um, but I do have like the, um, uh, I got the G.I. Joe Wave 1. I I really want the Duke and the Commander. I got I got. The four, I got the bat, the commander, Duke, and Snake Eyes. Um, I don't like that Snake Eyes. Like I know that that's what he, what it's like, but I just don't. I don't care for it. But I, I and I don't want to collect everything. Like I have so many classifieds that I just, uh, you know. I just got the barbecue. Uh, the the Marauder. Oh, Mad Marauders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get that one. I have the other barbecue, but yeah, I I get them all. I get them for the shop. I, you, so I was getting them all, and then I just stopped. Well, I, I order them for the shop, so I just take one and throw it in my own personal collection. I'm I like, mean, that's probably a good thing. I don't have a shop, so <laughs> somebody asked me the other day, and they're like, "You got a lot of stuff because how do you get?" It? I was like, "I own a store, and I get it wholesale. If I had to pay full price, I wouldn't own two thirds of what." I own. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. But uh, it, it's now. Now how, I, I got to ask you: How did you get into horror? Were you one of the? I, you know, it's it's funny because for me, like I I love movies. Like from until I was like probably thirty, um, and so it's just funny that. I mean, I, I didn't hate horror or anything, and I would go see them, but I didn't grow up with, like, I mean, people... I grew up with Full Moon. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, Trancers and Demonic Toys and all... Anything Full Moon put out, I would watch. Um, 
And I mean, I would watch, you know, the this the B movies that went to the video store, like the Fear and you know, other stuff that just uh, that I that I love to this day. But for me, horror really kicked around around two thousand, I think three or four. Really, Devil's Rejects. Like I, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses, um, but I wasn't a horror fan when I watched it. I was a Rob Zombie fan. Um, but then when I watched Devil's Rejects, just something happened with me in that movie and, and it clicked and, and I, I went, I mean, even though I have a hard time saying it's a horror movie, you know, just because I, I don't feel like it's a horror movie. I mean, it's more of just a exploitation kind of movie, but, um, I mean, it doesn't have like the jump scares or no, anything. No, it's a grindhouse um, movie, man. But that movie, that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that movie sent me on this, like, just this kick of watching horror movies and foreign horror movies specifically. I don't know how the foreign got kicked in there, but I mean, I, I just, I was watching like Old Boy and, and Cold Prey and uh, Martyrs and Inside and Audition and all those fantastic movies, if you haven't seen them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I just started just watching all horror I could, you know, I mean, but even at this point, I have, there's a lot I have not seen. Um, so it's hard to go back. All right, man. Uh, it's bad as I always worried about this because I've happened before. And then I'm like listening to one of the, the big radio shows I listen to in the morning. I, I listen to bust open radio, the wrestling one. Oh yeah, and, and they're losing people left and right. I'm like, I don't feel bad. <laughs> this is a national TV show, and they're losing people. So. <laughs> but, that happens to the best of us. I have a lot of problems uh, sometimes, but uh, I've been. I started using an iPad, and it's actually a lot better. Oh, I, I didn't think about using an iPad. I so um, I got one for my birthday for my wife, and uh, it's it's been great. I mean, that's what I'm using right now. Damn, and I can I use Streamyard, and I can do everything from Streamyard. Damn, I'm gonna have to check that out. My wife kind of nice is around here somewhere that my kid steals all the time. But, (laughs) um, but you know, um, we were talking before everything, um, about when you got into horror. You said you got into horror during the Devil's Rejects era. And then you hadn't even watched all the Halloween movies, and that's yeah, I just did that last year. Wow. See, yeah, I think, I mean, and I hadn't seen, like, I think I, I saw Rob Zombie's Halloween before I actually saw the first Halloween. Dang. Okay. Well, so, so how did that go? I have to ask. <laughs> oh, I hate the, I hate the original Halloween. I mean, people, people are, oh, but I, I do, I don't like it. I don't, I don't really like the Halloween franchise. Um, I mean, even I mean, I like Rob Zombie's first one. Um, I mean, I saw the second one, and I know people say it's terrible. I don't remember hating it, but I've only watched it one time, so I'm obviously not that big of a fan of it because I've seen the first one a few times. I actually really like it, um, and I mean, I think right a lot of times movies specifically are when you watch them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, definitely, yeah. I saw 
you know, I'm watching movies that I've seen memes of, that I've heard people make fun of, that I've known, known the end. You know, I mean, I, so sometimes that it's not fair to the, the, to the project that I don't like it because it's probably fine and I know it's groundbreaking and I understand all that, but I just don't like them. I mean, I just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I actually like, I've always liked Halloween three the most. Me too. Me too. Michael Myers is in it. And now it's the cool thing to do. (laughs) Me and and my son, we have the, we we joke around like, which is the best Halloween movie? And they're like three. Is the best Halloween movie. People are like, yeah, that's sacrilege. I'm like, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's just unfairly lumped into Halloween. <laughs> if yeah. it would have just been Season of the Witch, yeah, or something like yeah. that, everybody would love it to this day. But it's yeah, not. It would. Yeah, I mean, Halloween one and two. I actually, I mean, I don't, don't mind. I don't think they're terrible movies or anything. But man, I mean, you get into those later on, like four, five, six, and stuff. Woo! There's some bad movies. I mean, I like them. I do like some of them. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I really like Danielle Harris. I'm a big fan of hers. So um, I like her trilogy. But it makes really no sense. No, <laughs> it's all the over the that she's only in four or five, and in six they bring in a whole new Jamie Lloyd. So she's not even Jamie Lloyd in that movie, and it sucks. <laughs> No, H two O is actually really solid. Like mm-hmm. I, I think H two O is a really solid movie. Like it feels like a really big budget horror movie that that they did a pretty good job um, with. So, but I mean, Evil Dead's the same way. I'm not a real big fan of the Evil Dead franchise, um, and I know that's like sacrilege to people. But and I get it. Um, it's not like I hate them, but it it really is all when you watch these things. I, I do believe that. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I have a Jurassic Park tattoo on me. I mean, it's my favorite movie of all time. I saw it when I was, I mean, I must have been about 14. And it was just, it and Terminator 2 are like, that's what I held my standards to. And those are like two perfect movies. Yeah. Um, but, you know... As far as horror goes, like now I'm I'm just having fun getting we we watch really a, 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 a everything. I mean anything from street. We've been some recent movies we've watched is Street Trash. Um, obviously, I've seen Toxic Avenger. I saw Toxic Avenger when I was a kid um, on USA, uh, but I never really looked at that as a horror movie either. It's just kind of this grindhouse. This is a grindhouse comedy, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's really weird. I mean, I can't imagine that most of those jokes are were in the TV cut of uh, of that movie, like him trying to hit the kid and stuff. <laughs> Depends on what time of day you watched it. If you watched it on uh, uh, Commanders USA's Groovy Movies, which was mid-afternoon, no. Yeah. If you watched yeah. it on USA Up All Up Night... All night. Probably got yeah, probably. all the jokes back in it, yeah. Um, but I, I'm sort of into the like body horror stuff. I really like it. Um, like the basket case. I, I'm a big fan of Tetsuo Iron Man, and I know a lot of people aren't. Uh, like I said, street trash, and uh, just trying to think. We do a show called Trash Talk on uh, YouTube and a and a horror channel on Roku called Tingler Television, mm-hmm. and um. So we do trash talk where we show like clips from the movies and we just kind of have more fun with it. 
and uh, we've done some fun ones like Chud and uh, Velocipaster, and uh, which Velocipaster is just insane if you've never seen it. I don't. I, yeah. it, it's it's dumb, but it's great. Um, Tammy and the T Rex, you know, and then so then what happened a few years ago when I met like Matt and Corey. So then I, I, this whole other thing happened that my wife probably wishes didn't, where I started to collect uh, physical media more than ever. And I got into the vinegar syndromes and the severins yep. and, and all that stuff. And it's just, oof, it's brutal. <laughs> it's just, it's very expensive. It takes up a lot of room. Um, yeah, but I love it. And so vinegar syndrome and all those labels, kind of taught me a whole other side of things you know um it brought me movies that i've never seen before and, or and brought movies back that i'd forgotten about yeah that's, that's, so that's... it's just it's what i like about horror is just uh you know I, I try not to take it too serious and just have fun with it and i feel like when i do that it's uh, I like the weird stuff man I, I watched the baby not too long ago and that's just a weird movie man it, it, the baby kind of remind me of the um, the unseen. Did you ever see the unseen? Oh, huh. Um, it's got um, the guy that played Flounder in Animal House. Okay. Um, he is um, essentially I, it, the 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 baby. He's this giant man baby who's hmm. a killer, and it's it's huh. crazy. I picked that up on a. I think I I remember watching it as a kid, and then I think I picked it up on uh, one of the sales. I think through Vinegar Syndrome or something when they had like their halfway to to Black Friday yeah. sale or something. I kind of jumped on it. I was like, ah, shit. I think it's like eight bucks on Blu-ray during the sales. Like, hell yeah, I'll get that. So, <laughs> or I, yeah, or I just bought some. I just bought some Kino stuff myself today because their sales ending at some point. But, uh, yeah, I love physical media, man, and that's, uh, you know, we try to have that in uh, at FrankenCon. Um, we have Orbit DVD and, uh, and Grindhouse, which those are two, two big um, physical media stores. Uh, Orbit DVD is in Asheville, and they're a sponsor of ours. Um, they're the main, they're, they're like, so it's Orbit DVD Presents, um, Brad Frankcon because they you know their Mark is really cool over there and we talked with him he did the he did the first one and he loved it and we talked and so uh, he wanted to help with the second one uh, Grindhouse is also a sponsor and um, Grindhouse Video and they're in Knoxville Tennessee they used to be in Tampa but then they moved to Knoxville so it's a it's a big uh, just physical media store and then we have here in town um, the dungeon at Southland. And uh, he has an Instagram presence, but he doesn't sell stuff online. Uh, but uh, so Jason down at the dungeon, he's a good friend of mine. And uh, we're just lucky to have these like massive places cl really, really close by. Yeah, it, that's true. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a big collector of that stuff, but I have to order everything. Oh, There's yeah. Nobody local that carries any of that. And I mean... I hate to say this, we had an FYE that's gone now. Oh yeah, you we would order it, and they would you know they knock twenty five percent on, 
for you to order it special order and then you know i'm like oh screw it now it's on amazon they can order it from there and sometimes you know if you know their website or if they have like you know when uh um vinegar syndrome has their sales whatever i jump mm -hmm. on those and um I, that's great when you find those movies like man i remember loving that movie as a kid the one i found recently was demonoid you ever see demonoid no the severed hand that goes around uh -uh, and I haven't. flashes of this look it up i think it's i mean i know it's bad it's probably on tubi or something like that <laughs> yeah but tubi's become my go-to place so i, don't I have love to. tubi i'm a big big fan of tubi uh we watch we actually try to pick movies that are on tubi just so it's kind of easy for everybody yeah well it's it's nice that i can tell people i'm like man have you ever seen this movie and they're like no i'm like you can buy it which is going to cost you 60 bucks for a blu-ray or yeah just go on tubi and watch it because you're not going to want to own it <laughs> it, not yeah, me. yeah right you're not it, you're it, not is, me. it so. is so weird that like movies are so expensive now i, I just a Blu-ray, a, a new Blu-ray ray at Walmart, thirty dollars when the week it comes out. You know, twenty-five well, bucks, and I, I remember you could get them for like twelve, thirteen dollars on the Tuesday they came out. Mm -hmm. well, and just I, everything's so expensive now. Well, it's also the fact is, is that I, so many people are now digital that to get the physical media copy, they just don't make so many of them. Um, there, there was a movie I looked for, geez, about six months ago. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I went to Walmart. All they had was DVD copy of it. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> why don't you have a Blu-ray? And the girl behind her, she goes, well, she goes, we're not scheduled to get any Blu-rays. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home and get it. You know, I'll just order it. I go on, look up. They never made a Blu-ray version of it. It was DVD and streaming. That was it. Wow. Yeah. That's I'm like, crazy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and like Barbarian never even got a release. Yeah, it still doesn't have streaming. a release. Yeah, and, and and but it just doesn't have a physical media release, which is crazy to me. Yeah, well, somebody pointed out to me a while back. They're like, you know, at some point, you know, a lot of these places are just going to go streaming. He goes, you're going to get physical media is going to get harder and harder and harder to come by. And I was like, that's going to ruin it because then you can just go up. Oh, you can't watch it anymore. Yeah. Then what do you do? And then you just get the guys that bootleg it because they can just go bring it up on their screen, hit screen record, record the entire movie and take it, put it on a computer, burn a Blu-ray of it. And I'm like, I would much rather get an actual commercial copy good than get some Joe Schmo copy that he burned off his computer. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, no, some I of those I copies have. are good. Some of those bootlegs are good. I, I, I have a few connections <laughs> where oh, if I need yeah. something, I can I can get a really good copy. Um, but yeah, it is sad. Um, I have, I wake up in a cold sweat sometimes uh, when I think about my, uh, you know, like my voodoo account just disappearing one day because I have like over a hundred movies on there. Mm -hmm. You know, some came with movies, but some I bought on there, some I rented. And, I mean, I don't mind to, to have that digital stuff, but what happens when, when when that site's not around? Exactly. I My wife hates it. I am a, like you, I'm a physical media guy. I have 8mm film, VHS, Laserdisc. I got CEDs, DVDs, 
Blu-rays. Because mm-hmm. some of the movies, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Keep. Oh and yeah, The Keep. I have a I have two VHS copies, and then a couple years ago for Christmas, one of my buddies bought me the Laserdisc copy. Oh. And everybody's like, well, I can get that on Blu-ray. I'm like, yeah, but it's not an actual copy. That's just one somebody pulled off or burned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's never been released. Nope, it's never been on DVD. It's never been on uh, um, disc. Up until relatively recently, another one of my favorite movies, Eyes of Fire. You ever heard of that one? Mm-mm. Eyes of Fire is, um, I claim it is the prequel to The Blair Witch Project. Mm. It's um, these people go into the woods. It's a disgraced preacher and his the lover he took and stuff. They go into the is in like 1700s. They go to find a new place. Well, they find this encampment that is already partially built and abandoned. So he's lazy and he takes it over. And then you find out there's this evil in this area and a witch. And then craziness ensues and stuff like that well for the longest time it was only available on vhs and i think german laser disc and up until i want to say a year ago then finally um i think vinegar syndrome finally released a blu-ray that's great it has the um uh the other cut of the movie on there Oh, nice. stuff like that. Yeah, but it's it's and now it's on it's on uh, um, Shutter and stuff like that too. But I've loved that movie since I was a kid. Had two VHS copies, burn up one of them. Still got one of them. And up until recently, I was looking for the laser disc, and uh, then they were like, uh, somebody goes, "Oh, I found a copy for you," and I'm like, "It's just a burnt copy of what I already have. I don't want a yeah. DVD copy of of the VHS rip." <laughs> so, <laughs> Now I finally got it. It's a beautiful cut, but yeah, um, I love that movie, and I have four versions, no, <laughs> three copies of it. Um, my friends made fun of me the other day because I'm a Transformer guy, and I pulled up something. I was like, "You want to see something stupid?" And they go, "What?" And I went, "The original VHS copy, the re-release VHS copy, the DVD <laughs> copy, the re-release DVD copy, and the <laughs> Blu-ray copy, and then the release." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like why do you do that i'm like i don't know i just That's do. funny i try to if i have a copy like if i get a blu-ray too and i already have the dvd i try to get rid of the dvd but you know i still haven't entered the 4k phase I'm, i've got like three yeah i just i don't even have a 4k television yet uh um, my projector is not 4K, so I mean I have some 4K movies, but it's only because they came with a Blu-ray. Yep. Um, yes, me too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still waiting for them to put out Prayer of the Roller Boys on uh, on Blu-ray. I need I need that movie. Uh, I mean I have I have versions of it, but <laughs> I need that on Blu-ray. I I got Rad a few years ago, which that's one of my all-time favorite movies as a kid. Um, so that was pretty awesome when Vinegar Syndrome released that and then everybody released that, which actually with that one, I have the VHS, I have a bootleg, I have the Vinegar Syndrome copy, and I have the Steelbook. So I have Rad, I have the VHS copy and the import DVD copy. Oh, right now. Um, 
along with BMX Bandits, which is the okay. first appearance of one Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I, I have uh, BMX Bandits on a uh, two on a two movie disc from like the dollar store or something. And it's just the crappiest copy you could ever imagine of BMX Bandits, and uh, yeah, it's Evil Knievel's the other one. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I even have the cassette soundtrack to Rad, which is pretty rare. Yeah, I, I um, my the one movie that I, I always try to get copies of is uh, Trick or Treat, the one with uh, uh, Gene Simmons and Skippy from uh, Family Ties. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. I need to watch it. I know. I uh I ran in it. I did it. I went to a comedy show with with uh, uh Mark the, the Skippy the guy who plays in it, and I got oh, him yeah. sign my my DVD and I got him sign my cassette soundtrack. To it. That's awesome. <laughs> and he's like, "You got it on cassette?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then the guy behind me had it on vinyl, and I'm like, <laughs> "So he beat me." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like so I live in Tennessee. And the chance I never thought I'd get to meet Bill Allen, who was crew and rad. And because he's in California, he doesn't really do the con circuit much. I don't really see him around. It just so happens in May, he's coming to Knoxville, um, which I mean, it'll take me like 20 minutes to get there. And I mean, I'm like giddy as a schoolgirl. Like, I don't, I've actually interviewed him for a, a podcast before, and he's very nice. Um, but uh yeah i i haven't um i've debated on i mean i'll probably get like six things signed so it won't matter but i'll probably get that cassette signed nice so so i have to ask you because you're talking about bringing people in and i asked this about with my with the horror direct with the directors and, and stuff like that i talked to so i gotta ask you as a convention promoter money is no object who are you bringing in but it has to be horror because that's kind of our our niche. So that's what that's where we're at, you know. Um, gosh, I don't. It's uh, sprung that on me. I, I think we've we answered that, and I can't remember who I said. I might have said Robert England, but you know, our buddies at Scarefest they had Robert there last year, and it was amazing. Um, but money's no object. I mean, well. Well, I was going to say, if if I knew that they were, I mean, I would love Wes Craven, but obviously he's passed away. So <laughs> if I were dead, it would probably be Wes Craven because I think he's, you know, just a genius and uh, changed, he changed the horror game a few times. Yes, he did. Um, you know, with, you could say Nightmare, you could say Scream, you could say Red Eye, I believe. Um, you know, people eyes. under the... People Under the Stairs was just like, there's, I think People Under the Stairs is one of the wackiest, craziest movies. I got, I got to see People Under the Stairs at an advanced screening. I got like tickets to see it like two weeks in advance back in the day. And I loved it. And then I got yeah. people who were like, that's a weird, but I'm like, it's so fun. It's just <laughs> the but, weird but family. <laughs> I'll give you an answer though. I'll, I'll say Brad Dorff. Because, um, you know, my, uh, I, I mean, I'm a Chucky guy. Um, I have like six Funkos sitting here staring at me. Uh, I've just always loved Chucky. I love Chucky Part 2 specifically. Um, but, he, you know, 
that that would be very cool um you know to bring him in i i am i'm weird my favorite brad dorf um acting role is i love him in graveyard shift no <laughs> as the crazy exterminator guy when he does his whole speech about vietnam i love that to this day <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, but, but I, okay so that's money's new object okay now i now and i will say this actually i kind of want to change it but okay. uh P peter jackson yeah Be because because i just love like I love um, Dead Alive. Like we watched it recently. I mean, I I had watched it back in two thousand five or so, and I had heard about it in the nineties. But that movie's so good, and like Meet the Feebles, I don't think it's very good, but it is amazing. <laughs> I I've, I was lucky enough, um, God, twenty years ago or so, maybe, um, we had a theater and they did a double feature of Meet the Feebles and and oh and man live. and i was like uh this I, I i i'm like i told my wife i'm like we're going and she's like <laughs> i was like you don't understand you're going i don't care you're gonna you're gonna meet what you're gonna watch meet the feebles and you're gonna watch dead alive and she'd never seen either one of them before then and she's like those might be the most batshit crazy movies i've ever seen in my oh i feel like if i showed my wife meet the feebles she'd probably divorce me well i I love telling people, I'm like, go watch those and then go watch Lord of the Rings. And that's made by <laughs> yeah. the same man. Now, there you go. You know, the Frighteners is a great movie, too. I love The Frighteners. It doesn't yeah. get talked See, that's about why I got her to go see the other two, because she likes Frighteners. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Dead Alive is a good movie, but it is, uh, I mean, it's gross. Oh. I mean, but that's the best part. <laughs> oh, man. We just had the discussion about that about a week ago at the shop about... When 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 she's when they're eating the soup and she they eat the ear and you're just, oh. I know people that like they they almost throw up every time. Oh, the blood! So the, when when the pus squirts, it's the custard. The yep. Um, so so I don't have one up here, but I just had a design made uh, <laughs> that has like our trash talk, um, and then it but it's damn fine custard, <laughs> and it's so it's a can of of custard but it it has the I'll, I'll send you a picture but uh yeah it's, it's amazing i love it i i just i love the gross out stuff i don't know why it's it's i i'm one of the people that that i i went through that whole thing where where you know you had like quote unquote torture porn you know your hostels and stuff like that i so, so I, I should mention that that's probably where I really started. It was, and that was like 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. Yeah. I love those movies, man. Hostel. I love Hostel 1 and 2. What was bad was Hostel 2. Um, the one girl uh, that's in that movie, I just don't like her. And I don't know why... Um, Phillips. The one that gets Elizabeth Bathory'd? <laughs> uh, no, no, not that one. That one I don't mind. But the one, uh, God, uh, the blonde girl, and, and she'd been in movies I just didn't care for her. And mm. I was like, oh, she's in this movie, she dies? Okay, cool. And then she dies off screen. I'm like, uh, hostile movie. You can't get her on screen. We need at to see it. <laughs> at least when Paris Hilton dies with the spirit through the head, you see all of that. <laughs> True, yeah, that was, that was the best part of Wax. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so I got to ask you okay. personally, 
You can invite one guest to your con just for you. You only. Who are you bringing in? <laughs> um, well, I would have said Bill Allen, <laughs> even though he's not horror at all. <laughs> um, um, me personally, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Um, I mean, so Prayer of the Roller Boys does mean a lot to me. And Chris Collette's in, in that movie, and he's in Sleepaway Camp. Um, he's actually going to be at Scarefest in Kentucky uh, that we uh, were friends with. And he's one that, uh, he, for just for me, like, I would love him to be at a con I ran. Like, like just because I love Prayer of the Roller Boys so much, and I would ask him to do a Gary Lee, like, photo op with, like, the, the flat, like, the very end. Like, as a kid, I'm like, where's part two? Where's part two? Dad, take me down to the video store. I need part two. And, like, because that movie ends on a cliffhanger. And, like, and uh, so that that's probably the, the, the quickest answer I could give. There's probably a different answer if, if I thought about it, but um off the top of my head he would be really cool and now i'm gonna meet him at scarefest so in the end i'm gonna meet him um <laughs> as long as he's there you know uh, which is weird because like two people from my childhood that really mean a lot like i'm gonna meet this year and it's kind of crazy it, it just makes me makes me feel good to have the opportunities you know to live where i live and be able to meet people and and see people and but my wife thinks i'm an idiot like she would never pay i don't care who's standing in front of her uh, she just doesn't her whole family's like this though like they don't really collect anything they don't really they they can't imagine paying for somebody's autograph where i'm like 60 dollars here where, where are we going <laughs> see I, i'm i'm lucky my my wife she she don't get she likes horror don't get me wrong. She, she, she grew up. She's like me. Um, I was one of them kids that I was a latchkey kid home by myself with a card to the video store back when you had to have a card and HBO <laughs> and Cinemax and not a whole lot of parental <laughs> watching. So I watched whatever I wanted to watch. And the women yeah. at the video store knew me on a first name basis. So I watched whatever I want. The only thing they wouldn't let they, that, that's almost porn. You can't watch that. And that, yeah, that was um, the extent of it. And I just watch every horror movie. I, I tell everybody, it's like, you guys don't understand. I went to the video store back in the day and you had alphabetical order. And you just started in the A's and you just went through mm -hmm. and you rented whatever. And my wife was the same way. And so we're, I'm lucky on that aspect. My wife gets the horror stuff and, and she still watches horror movies with me. Um, and then my children came along and my first two, my my oldest, he's he's adopted, so he didn't come in until late. He's not in horror. Uh, my older son is not in horror. My middle son, Joe, he wasn't into it. And then all of a sudden, man, one day it hit him. And he became more, <laughs> yeah. And now he loves it. My youngest son has autism, so he doesn't give two shits about it anyway. <laughs> so, But my wife never collected much of anything. She doesn't get the collecting aspect of it. And I was like, you don't understand. It's not... I was like, I wish I didn't collect as much as I did, but it's the, yeah. it's the OCD that is in my brain that makes me collect as much as I do. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Kind and, of the uh, same way. I tell her, I was like, you know how you are with music? 
that's how I am with with movies. <laughs> so she would pay if she could meet Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Um, she would be you a hundred three hundred dollars. Okay, <laughs> no problem. And you know, I'm like, I'm I'm one of them guys like, ah, ooh, that's expensive. Um, I gotta justify it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my wife's watching a Hallmark movie downstairs, I'm sure. Um, she does not watch horror, so it, it sort of limits me um, sometimes. But, I mean, I work around it. I mean, I watch a lot of my phone, you know, breaks and stuff. So, I mean, you know. And she lets me watch stuff if I want to watch it. That's, that's, that's why I have the lair down here. This is all goes back there. I have my big TV. I got oh, all nice. Stuff set up. I got my movies. <laughs> um, and I did. She goes upstairs because we have a three floor house. This is my basement. Um, she goes upstairs and watches TV on her TV on whatever she wants to watch up here. And when I want to watch, she's like, I don't want to watch that. I'm like, I do. She's like, Okay, I'm going upstairs. So I, just, <laughs> I just watch what I want to watch when I want to watch. And I'm a night owl, yeah. so I just. Literally two o'clock in the morning, or like midnight. I'm like, I got time for one more movie. <laughs> What's oh, I have to get up to her. <laughs> I have to get up too early for that. I'm I'm in bed by ten thirty. Ten thirty. I'm just getting my really starting to get started. But uh, it, it's um, it's also being in the comic book business. I don't I don't open my store till mid afternoon. Oh yeah. I I'm my own boss. I don't have to worry about that. So. Yeah, that is that is a bonus. <laughs> yeah, although although when I do do my conventions and stuff like that, I gotta get up and like miserable early, which is I'm like I don't want to go to bed till two three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then suddenly you got to get up at six. You're like, oh. <laughs> I'm down in energy drinks trying to keep my day going. Um, yeah, one yeah when we did the con last year, we we had a very short window to like well. I mean, it's not so much short. It's just, I mean, we didn't have a lot of people to help us and stuff. And so we were just doing it. You know, there's a lot to do. There's tape on the floor. There's banners yeah. to put up. There's there's everything. So I think I was up till like 1.30 getting, you know, putting stuff together in the lobby and stuff. And, uh, and then I had to get up at like, 5 30 or 6 the next morning because everybody you know i mean we started at nine i think and we were gonna let people in at seven and so this year we planned it more smart to where we're not we don't have to get up super early <laughs> yeah I, I gotta ask as a, are you are you taking volunteers like bringing in volunteers yeah. to help you now Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had volunteers last year, like the day of, for sure. But what we didn't plan on is we didn't plan on really set up help and close down help. And those are the, I mean, those those about killed me. Um, so so this year, we're, we're a little bit more uh, prepared for everything. I, I get to put up uh, 70 tables by myself. <laughs> so we're really lucky that, that I don't envy you at all. Um, I mean, it's bad enough we have like 30 banners to put together, like stands and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, 
but the table is so we're really lucky the hilton uh, here at mcgee tyson airport uh, is just a wonderful wonderful place like i i love them so much um I, it's a beautiful hotel. They have uh, a ton of space for us, like uh, the grand ballroom. We we last year we had the grand ballroom, and then they had another ballroom on the other side. So we have both sides this year, whereas last year we only had one side. And but they set up the tables, they set up the chairs, they set up the stage. We have access to um, to audio video stuff. So they have screens all through the place so we can play like sponsor videos and, and other things throughout the day. Um, we have a panel room that has a big screen. And so that's where we do our, uh, like our VIP events this year, our um, Frankenhooker with a live commentary done by Patty Mullen. Oh, nice. And that's hosted by the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. And then on Saturday, we have Felissa Rose doing a live sleepaway camp commentary hosted by the YouTube uh, channel. We watched a movie. We watched a movie. And so we we're just very lucky that we have those. And we have a short film festival that was very successful last year. We're going to have it again this year. And um you know, it's just it just allows us to do a lot. You know, we're we're doing a costume contest this year, which I'm a little nervous about because I've never done a costume contest. But I mean, I have a lot of help. So that that's the thing is, especially the second year, you know, people have seen, you know, you kind of have to prove yourself the first year. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to prove yourself every year, but that first year, you know, you have to really show people that you want to do it, you know, and so, you know, that's why me, you know, putting tape on the floor and doing all that stuff is important just always because, I mean, I believe in hard work and just, you know, I mean, this is what we're here for. Um, and uh, so we have a lot of help. Um, I have a lot of people that uh, I have somebody that, uh, She's ran costume contests. She put everything together, put all the rules that I wouldn't have thought about. Uh, she's going to help the day of. And uh, I have another guy hosting and, you know, just people that have done this before. You know, sometimes you have to lean on those people and and uh, just kind of make them your family. And uh, and you want to help, you know, they want to help you as much as you want to help them, give them a venue and give them an outlet, you know. Because uh, the, uh, there's one thing about people that love cons. Like, I mean, I've been going, I think my first con was 99, maybe 2000. And uh, back when autographs were uh, included or a photo was included with autographs for yep. $10, kids. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm older than that. I remember when the autographs were you stood in line. That's oh, when you got that's... your free autograph, but you had to stand in a, I've stood in line for, I don't know, four hours one time to get a free autograph because Jeez. that was just part of the convention. It was free. And uh, we, can, uh, we can blame Dave Prowess for that. Supposedly Dave Prowess, uh, Darth Vader was the first person to charge for an autograph. All downhill from there. And that seems about right. He was not a pleasant man. Uh, <laughs> I did stand in line for four hours um, to meet Todd McFarlane and get his autograph for free. So. Oh. Mm, I, I did that mm, outside. I don't. Ah, Todd McFarlane's bad taste in my mouth, man. I understand. He, I mean, I'm one of those where it was just very. Swan was very influential on me as a kid and image in general. 
Oh yeah, I, it was. Um, I want to say ninety three. So this is right at the, the heyday. Oh yeah. Um, I stood in line, stood in line for hours upon hours. Um, they cut the line off. It's literally like I want to say like ten people behind me was the cutoff. And this was cut off hours before. So we're just standing there. Slow. Yeah. It's two autographs per person for free. So we're sitting there. We're going through the autographs, 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 autographs. Uh, all of a sudden, this guy comes up and he goes, he's ending oh. it now. Uh, these people and like, what? There's only like maybe 15 more people. I was like, let us get a quick one autograph, just one autograph. He's like, no, he's leaving at three o'clock or whatever it was. And I'm like, we've been standing in line the entire convention. And you're cutting it off. And literally, it was like three people in front of me. So there's yeah, like, not... and I'm like, are you shitting me? I was pissed. And yeah, I, I can understand I, that. And I have never, ever. And everybody's like, oh, he's doing an, he was doing an autograph signing. And it was, I think it was one free at a convention I was at. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to stand in line for Why? five hours to get a free autograph that I won't get. <laughs> well, I do think he's a little different now, too, yeah. you know. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of these people, I think, are more willing to, they, they understand the fans, oh, too, yeah. you know, and, like, how important they are. I mean, here, I've heard, uh, like, um, stories about Neve Campbell and Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich where they'll shut the convention down and like Skeet and Matt, Matthew Lillard were just, they, they were signing hours after the convention was over Yep. Now, to get everybody, you know? And I mean, of course there's money involved too, but I mean, still, you know, I mean, that's, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think times have changed a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I get your, I get your point. But I was, Nice. I mean, I'm bitter as hell. So there's some wrestlers that I can't stand. Which one? Because of that. Um, Mick Foley left a really bad taste in my mouth, and everybody's Mick? shocked to hear that. Yeah, Mick was yeah. cool with me. See, we were so it's one of those things where I was at Chiller in New Jersey, and this was like 2004 or five, and uh, we stood in line forever we were there for like two or three hours while the convention was going on and he wasn't there but you know we a line was formed and I, I mean he was one of the main ones i wanted to see and uh he was stuck in traffic and things were late whatever and then he gets there and um like i'm like the second or third person and as soon as he gets there um vince russo came over and uh, just started talking to him, and he started talking to him, and he just started signing autographs while he was talking to Vince Russo, and never talked to us. And I'm sure he was just caught up, and he was excited to see him, I guess. I don't know why. Uh, it's Vince Russo, um, who ironically enough was, like, all in on, like, I, I met Vince Russo then, and uh, he was just all in on this Christian wrestling, which I don't, I don't care one way or the other. But he refused to talk about anything except for Mick. I'm sure he talked all about how he, you know. 
But anyway, yeah, so Mick, everybody's always shocked that Mick left the bad taste in my mouth. But yeah, I just, ever since, I mean, I'm still a big fan, but yeah, it's. Mine is, yeah. mine is Sabu. Oh, easy. I'd love to meet Sabu, but I could see. Now, now, oh, at that same convention right after Mick Foley, I was so damn mad. And I'm just walking around the convention, uh, the tent this is when they had the tents outside mm-hmm. and so i'm walking around and rob rob van dam was there mm-hmm. and i had no intentions of, of meeting him and i was like ah screw it I, i'll just meet him best experience i ever had he was so awesome a friend of mine used to run wrestling so i got to meet like a lot of these guys and then he would just go i had a, I have a chair signed by like a ton of wrestlers because he'd just go i'll just take it to the back and hand it off no to sign it and bring it back to you Nice. But uh, I met Sabu, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Um, but I posted a picture, I think, on Twitter. And it was my wall that I had at my shop at one point, And it had all these autographed wrestler pictures. And um, I get a text message. I get a message from him. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be coming through. Which, you know, he lives in Detroit. So he's like, I'm coming up 75. He goes, would you like me to do an in-store? Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, what, what, what are we talking about? And he goes, well, usually I do 1200 bucks with a match. I'm like, well, you're not going to have a match because literally I have a comic book store. You can't wrestle here. <laughs> and and he's like, well, we'll work, we'll work something out. I'm like, okay. And this went back and forth, back and forth. He's well, I got my, my manager. And that's back when Super Genie was his, was his manager before she passed away. And, um, we start going back and forth, and I'm like, well, what days can you do it? Well, it would be a Tuesday. I'm like, I'm there's never I'm never gonna get enough people on a Tuesday to pay this off. Yeah. That that's super random. Okay, well, why don't you talk to your lo- local wrestling organization promotion and try to get me hooked up with them? I'll do a show, I'll come to your shop, and then I'll go wrestle for them. I'm like, well. Okay, I was like, but there was a wrestling federal promotion that wrestled locally, and um, he's like, yeah, and he's like, well, you know, we wrestle in your town once a month. Well, that didn't coincide, so he goes, we'll try the other one, which is the one he wrestled for down in Dayton. So I contacted them. And they're like, well, we don't have nothing coming up that we can have him at, and if we do, it's not going to be. It's going to be a weekend, and it doesn't coincide. So I'm like, all right, well, we went back and forth. And I was like, man, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to just say no. I I it, it doesn't coincide with anything that I can do. I don't there's no way yeah. gonna, I'm gonna make my money back on a Tuesday having you at my shop. And he's like, well, we're already doing this. <laughs> what? I didn't sign no paperwork. I didn't I didn't say we were. And it's went back and forth. He is the only person, him and Super Genie, were the only two people I've ever had to block on Facebook. <laughs> or not Facebook, on Twitter. And I was like, That's I crazy. hated to because I loved Sabu back in the day. Yeah. And I'm it like, is unfortunate when you have those meetings like that and then and it, and it goes south. You know, fortunately for me, like actually, you know, doing the one show we had last year didn't have that effect and doesn't seem like that I'll have the effect this year. Um, you know, so everybody's mostly cool. I mean, you know, some have different expectations than others, and you just have to try to try to appease that. You know, but we, 
you know, there's people that we, that people are like, oh, why don't you get this person? And, you know, we don't air dirty laundry or anything. It's like, yeah, well, we tried, but <laughs> we couldn't, <laughs> you know, and it's just sometimes, you know, you can't, we're not a big show. Like that's yeah. what people don't understand. You know what I mean? We are a big show. Cause it's not like, I mean, you know, last year we had about 600 attendees and uh, we're looking at about 1200 this year, hopefully. Um, if all goes right, we have a radio ad this year going out. Like, so, I mean, you know, we, we are a bigger show than some, but I mean, there's other shows locally that are four or 5,000 attendees, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, but they also hit a bro broader audience. Um, our audience is a little more narrow, but you know, we have like Susan Baclini coming in. Uh, she's the first shark kill from Jaws. And we have Banjo Boy from Deliverance. Like, so, I mean, you say those two things and people instantly get excited. Yeah. It, the, it's crazy because, um, you know, you're, you're talking 650 and I'm like, man, I was like, I had at a mall show, ironically enough, I was able, because I counted people through one door. I couldn't count people coming through the other <laughs> way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm free. For the at the mall show, we're free. It's no, I don't make any money at, at the door because it would be impossible because people yeah. can come in from different angles. So it's like one of the ones where I, I got to kind of take it. And I did, I think I got 550 through my door, and that's not including the other way. And and this is yeah. a little small town, and I'm like, I was happy with last year, so hopefully this year does, does well too. Um, yeah. And uh, then hopefully with the next one, I can grow bigger and then plan the, the next show. The November show is planned for two days so far. We'll see how that goes. Uh, um, <laughs> and then, you know, we had and I understand you talking about the guests and stuff like that and the riders and what they want and what they can get. Um, mm -hmm. We did a uh, we were in the early stages of a convention years ago. We had a big building, two days, whole nine yards. It was, you know, and we were just in the early stages. So we're reaching out, we're getting the contracts and we're seeing what they have, what they want. We can judge it from there, decide if we want to bring these people in. And, um, you know, some of these people, they want just like a oh, huge bank. And you're just like, you're never going to bring that money in. I was like, I don't want to be a dick, but that's, you're never going to bring that that account of money in. Um, I, I, I'm not going to throw nobody under the bus or nothing like that. But there's one who was a big name and wanted, you know, next to nothing. With some, Their contract was you, you pay for the first autograph. They'll sign whatever else they put in front of them. And I'm like, sweet. We, we were get we were, we were tentative with him. Um, we're like yeah okay cool and then we get these other guys and they're like oh yeah we we will be on the floor for four hours each day um one q a per day um we have to have and they had special dietary that they mm -hmm. want and i'm like oh okay only a three-star or higher hotel and i'm like mm, dude you don't know i mean you would have to be an hour away from our convention to get a four-star hotel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, then they quote me the price. I'm like, you're never going to pay for you to be able to come here. 
That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've talked to other people and they're like, oh yeah, we got them. And I'm like, how much? I was like, how much did you get paid? And they're like, oh, we told them what we're paying. And I'm like, that must be nice because they wouldn't even listen to me. And I'm like, all right, you're. I mean, I get it, you're established, but yeah, it, it's it's tricky. Um, yeah, I, I have found that out. Like it all just all depends and depends on the show. And I mean, it makes sense. Um, you know. But yeah, there's not a lot of wiggle room. And sometimes we just have to tell people we can't do it. And I mean, we've done it before and we'll do it again. Um, some people we, we work very hard to get. Um, other people are, are pretty easy to get just because, every, you know, it, it, we agree with everything and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it can be, it, there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't see and, and what they don't understand. It's, it's like I said, I, I like being able to talk to you because as I mean, a small, I'm a small convention promoter and you're promoting this massive thing. And this is only your second year. That just, I'm not gonna lie. It blows my mind. I have all the respect in the world for you to be able to put that much in. And uh, it's not just you. It's what, two other guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's for sure not just me. Um, Yeah, my friend, uh, you know, we were all friends and uh, Corey. Corey Keelan from Spooky Dudes Podcast. He's uh, one of them. And uh, Matt, Matt Henry is the other one. Um, and, you know, I mean, Matt's really good at the uh, the video stuff, banner stuff, um, making the schedules, um, doing the entertainment uh, part of the aspect of our stuff. Um He's kind of the brainchild behind the uh, short film festival that we had last year that was a big success. Uh, Corey's really good at keeping us realistic. Um, he tries to, you know, uh, not uh, not let us get too crazy. And then, uh, you know, I, I kind of do the vendors and, and stuff. So uh, dividing the work out helps, you know, but I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's on my brain 24 hours a day. And it's usually a year. Like, I mean, yeah. I just, uh, you know, we started planning as soon as May ended, May 14th ended. I mean, May 15th, we were at lunch discussing this year. And it never really stopped. So, um, you know, um, and things are different this year. We're all a little bit more busier and. You know, you just got to try to fit it in. I, I do a thousand things because I'm OCD and I, I do podcasts. I, I try to help the Tingler Television Network uh, do shows for them and, and just, uh, you know, just try to help everybody. And eventually I'll, I'll just have a breakdown and you'll find me in the corner just crying. Yeah, but, I, I'm not going to lie. I do my store, my convention three shows a week, the podcast, the, the Saturday morning serials and the side Fridays, my family and try to do that. And the other day I was just sitting there like, Oh, I need to just not do one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have to reel myself back in, but, um, you know, I feel obligated to a lot of people. So I try to make everybody happy. Um, yeah. My, you know, me and my wife, we don't have children, so that helps in a way, you know. I mean, my wife's very understanding about letting me do stuff like this, and, and uh, 
you know, we have cats, then they love her and they hate me. So, <laughs> <laughs> my my cats li- love me, but they also are cats, so they're all hiding. Both of them are hiding, and then with my yeah. dogs. My dogs are my dog is chill. My dog is like laying around here somewhere. She's a <laughs> fat corgi, yellow as hell. I got a new corgi relatively recently, and he is wired. And my <laughs> wife's dog's wired, and that's why they had to go upstairs. Because used to be, I do the podcast, they chill out at my feet, and then suddenly, within like the last few podcasts, nope, they won't do that me. anymore. <laughs> so, um. I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, sir, but I do got to ask you, um, uh, how many vendors do you have at this show? Uh, we're in the neighborhood of like 60. 60. So, uh, yeah, we're in the neighborhood of about 60. And they're split between two. And the, but the way I, the way I design, design the, our halls are, um, so it's a U shape. Mm-hmm. So we have these huge bay doors that you walk through, and so it's a just a giant U, and most of the celebrities are at the bottom of the U. So no matter if you don't want to go to the vendors, we make you. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, because you know that's you know the vendors help us put on the show, and we want you to at least at least give them some love and and at least look around, see what, see if there's anything you Definitely. want uh, on your way to the celebrities, you know. Um, you know, but we make the celebrities accessible. Um, we're going to have last year, our line control for Joe Bob was insane. His line was much bigger than we expected. So we're a bit, a little bit more, um, prepared for like CJ Graham and, and Tom Matthews and Felissa and, and Frank and Kevin and Patty, but yeah, 60 vendors right now. And it's all spanning from VHS, DVD, um, We've got some podcasts. We've got um, some. We've got a few jewelry stuff, but we don't really go heavy on the jewelry um, as much as some other shows. But it's all spooky themed, you know. Um, we have, uh, yeah, we just have a, a large, uh, a large pool of vendors. Last year, what we didn't have was we didn't have any like toy vendors that had like NECA stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but. This year we have like three big big toy vendors, so I'm pretty happy nice. with that. Nice. Um, I, I always ask that because um, I, I went to a horror convention a few years ago and I walked in and literally no movie vendors, not one person selling oh. DVDs, Blu-ray, nothing. I'm like, what? It, you know, I had 20 guys, you know, people selling uh, jewelry. Nobody's selling, you know, physical media and like one tree, one t-shirt guy. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I get, I get the fact, you know, as I get the people, you know, you people that want to buy spaces. I get that, you know? Yeah. And that fact that, that there was like, I was like, there's nobody here selling movies. Damn. (laughs) I was like, I should have sat on the table and sold movies. (laughs) I take it pretty serious, like, and we try to get a, a variety of, of vendors. I mean, you know, we have Orbit, Grindhouse, and Dungeon, and that's not all the VHS stuff we've got coming, or not just VHS, but physical media yeah, movies. Yeah. So, I mean, the movies are what we love about horror, so, you know, we want to always have a, uh, 
a, a, you know, a large um, selection for people to choose from. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, you, you've got, we said 21 guests, correct? Yeah, about 21. I think, I mean, you know, if I counted, you know, different day, I, I don't know. It depends on, we, we have one dropout um, a few weeks ago, one of our independent film uh, directors, uh, Jill, she had to drop out, unfortunately, but we had her there last year. She directed a movie called The Silas, yes, which I recommend movie. if you haven't seen it. Yep, love that movie. Um, I can never yes. look at the, I can never look at the women because I'm in a in a strip mall. Literally, it's me, an insurance place, and at a salon. And I look at them, ladies. I'm like, one of y'all. I, I told the one, I was like, go watch the movie The Stylist. This is why I'm <laughs> kind of weirding out by you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, so we. <laughs> um so i think i've mentioned a lot of the guests that we've had yeah. but um you know james obar he's the creator of the crow yep. we actually have him i'm very excited about that um you know yeah so we have a complete guest list uh, at the uh on our website and that's frankencontn.com frankencontn is uh, everywhere like for socials and you can just type that in and find us um but yeah, we and we, we have a large independent film uh, film director pool. I mean, like we've got Jed Bryan who did Unlisted Owner. We've got uh, Donald Farmer who's kind of a legend. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been around. Movies, he's yeah. done so much. Uh, we're just so lucky to have him, and uh, we're going to be showing one of his movies as a late night. Uh, his new movie, Debbie Does Demons, which. Probably, let's just say that's the greatest horror title of all time. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going to be showing that uh, at 10 o'clock on Saturday, on the Saturday night. Nice. So there's just a lot going. We have Brian Bremer from Pumpkinhead. He played Bunt. He was also in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5 as Pino. Mm -hmm. And he was also in Society, which is another good body horror movie. And... Um, you know, we've got um, Nigel Nigel Bach, which he does the Bad Ben movies, which there's 11 of them. Um, his story is really awesome. The movies are found footage and they're really fun. Uh, he's actually premiering uh, his 12th Bad Ben movie, Alien Agenda, uh, at the show on Saturday, I believe, in the afternoon. And that's a general admission event. Now, um, do you... Are there any open spaces available for vendors? Are you sold out of vendors tables? Yeah, we're sold out now. Um, we, we have been for a while. Um, I mean, the tables go pretty quick because a lot of those, you know, tables we have, uh, some people have two tables. And so the space fills up quick. But we are going to have more vendors in our lobby area. So and then um, down our hallway. So I'm really just trying to pack as much as I can into this one uh, vendor wise. Um, is it uh, can people still get in on the uh, short film festival or is that already capped? Uh, that is technically probably actually our cap is May 1st. So if okay. this is going to go up tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah like four days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, but it doesn't have to be made for the festival, you know. I mean, there are some rules, but if you go to uh, frankencontn.com, you can check it out there. And um, 
you know, see what the what all what all, what all of our rules are for the film festival. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I will put up uh, you know, where where to go at the end of the episode and awesome. yeah. Um, so there'll be. Uh, do you want me to put your Facebook up or yes, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, um, you can, you, I mean, you can put, you know, anybody can follow me at Nerdy Laser. I'm on Facebook as Richard uh, Yule or Ewell. Um, you can follow Frank and Con at Frank and Con TN. Like I said, our Facebook feed is, is, uh, pretty good. We also have a, uh, a Franken family, um, Facebook page that is more of a, like, that's more for like horror discussion and stuff and people sell tickets in there and, and such. Uh, we still have VIP left, uh, general admission tickets. You can buy them now. Uh, general admission will be available at the door. If we have any VIP, they'll be at the door. Um, but the VIP is limited. Um, and you get in both days, you get our nighttime entertainment. So VIP is definitely the way to go. You can also book your room on our website. So if you want to stay, have an adult weekend, um, there's plenty of alcohol beverages to purchase around the venue. We'll have food trucks around. And um, you can go to the hotel page of frankencontn.com and just hit, click book now. That'll mm -hmm. take you straight to the uh, room rate that we have, which is $125, which Hilton is usually over 200. Yep. So it's a good deal. Heck yeah. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it, sir. I really do love talking to you. I have. Oh yeah. It's been great. Paul. Anytime. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Hell, we might just have you on just to talk movies. and stuff. Oh, oh, absolutely. Anytime, man. I, I'm, and, I'm usually available. Cool. Cool. Well, I will let you go, sir. And like I said, thank you very much. And uh, I will post all this stuff and I will have it up tomorrow and if, if everything goes all right and it doesn't have any problems it'll be up at noon tomorrow and you're in my cool. time zone so it's noon est so <laughs> all, all right, right. Well, awesome buddy i appreciate it very much thank you for helping us get the word out no problem no problem you have a good night and